Hi, my name is Chris Warfuck and this is the Warfuck Anxiety Podcast, helping you reduce anxiety and live better every day. I'm really excited that you can join me and together we can learn to enjoy life more. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Today we are talking about what to do if cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, does not work. I've got some ideas. In fact, I've got six suggestions for you. So stay tuned and we'll go through them and hopefully we'll give you some great ideas of things you can do. I always dance along to the intro music. I I like to think everyone at home listening is doing that as well. I accept that may not be the case, but but hopefully you've had a little dance and now you're thinking, well, I tried CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, and it didn't work for me. And that's like the main thing. That's the evidence-based thing, right? So I'm kind of wondering what I do now. Well, I've got some suggestions. In fact, I've got six suggestions for you of other things to try or things to try if CBT doesn't work. Let's just dive into the list and go through them. So the first one is counselling. Now, CBT has become incredibly popular with healthcare providers because it's, it's relatively quick. Like you can train a CBT therapist up in about a year and they can deliver you like a 12-week session and it's quite fast and when it works it works that's a relatively small time scale right that's comparable to say medication and counseling is less popular because first of all you need to train a counselor for years to be a really good counselor and it can take a long time to build up a relationship with a therapist you know it could take a year which is expensive for whoever is paying for it. If they're like here in the UK, if the NHS was paying for it, that would be a lot of money for them to spend. If you're paying for it privately, obviously that's a lot of money for you to spend. So counselling has become less popular because it's expensive, but it really is effective. It, it really works. There's a lot of evidence to suggest it is just as bang on as CBT. It just takes longer because you have to build up a relationship with the counsellor in a way that you don't have to do with CBT. So if um, if you can get counselling, if you've got the money or you can get it provided for you, it's a great option. It's another thing similar to CBT but more involved, more talking. Some people really enjoy it. It, it can be a great way to tackle your anxiety. Number two thing to try is CBT again. And the reason I suggest this is because you don't always get the most out of CBT the first time you do it. So I've I've had three rounds of CBT now and I found that every time I did it, I got more out of it. 
And, you know, the first time you go, you don't know what's going on, right? You don't understand that there's going to be homework. You're not always emotionally prepared for the fact that you're going to have to face your anxiety and really put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. And so a lot of the time, the kind of first round is almost a a test where you're not going to get any results. But actually, once you understand CBT, then the second time works a lot better. And that's an experience that quite a few people have had. So if CBT hasn't worked for you, it's worth asking yourself, well, did I really go in and give it my all? Did I? Did you do the homework? That, that's the tough question to ask yourself, right? Did you really try? Did you really do the homework? And if you didn't, I want to stress that it's not your fault. It's not because you're lazy or, you know, because you didn't, didn't really give it a a go because you could have but you just couldn't be bothered it's because it's really hard and if you're not emotionally prepared for it then uh, of course we're gonna freak out when we get this new thing and we get all this homework and it's it's not your fault that that you weren't prepared for it that's one of the failings of a lot of the way cbt is provided but if you find yourself in that situation then it's worth giving CBT another go now that you understand what it's about and understand there will be homework, there will be tackling uh, of your anxiety and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. So even if you've had a bad experience, I still recommend giving CBT a second try. Number three is acceptance. Now this doesn't mean giving up. It definitely does not mean that. But it does mean accepting that anxiety as part of who we are as i always say it's it's a normal human emotion everyone experiences anxiety to some degree if we didn't then we'd never bother to break when we're in the car because you know we wouldn't be scared of anything we really need anxiety to keep us safe so we're going to have a certain level of it and A lot of the time we make our anxiety worse by beating ourselves up about the fact that we have anxiety and it becomes this incredibly destructive pattern in which we are unable to do something because of our anxiety or we're unable to achieve to the level we want to achieve and then we spend days or weeks just pounding ourselves and making it worse by talking about what a failure we are to ourselves and how a normal person could do this and this is all... First of all, it's all nonsense because we're normal. Everyone's normal. Everyone has anxiety. But also, it's just incredibly unproductive to go into this cycle of self-destruction. So a much more positive way to look at it is to be kind to yourself. And in fact, there's a whole therapy based on this called ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. And that's accepting that you're going to have these feelings of anxiety, but you're not going to let it stop you leading the life you want to lead. And once you start doing this and once you start feeling better actually you achieve more than you can when you're in the self-destructive state so acceptance can be really good at increasing what you can achieve while reducing that kind of mental barrage that you give yourself number four is mindfulness some people love mindfulness a lot of people don't like mindfulness again with a lot of anxiety treatments so there's a lot of mixed emotion about it 
What kind of mindfulness works for you might vary as well. The the evidence in general is great, and I, I always recommend Ruby Wax's book, oh, which I have temporarily forgotten the name. Uh, Sane New World, that's the book, Sane New World, because she has a wonderful wrap-up of all the evidence for mindfulness-based therapies for anxiety and depression or it's also in my book technical anxiety obviously i have to plug my own book that both great resources for the evidence for mindfulness there's loads of it it's something you have to stick with it feels really weird at first and there's kind of two ways to approach it i think one is the kind of mindfulness meditation where you sit down with the guided audio or the headspace app or whatever and you just you practice mindfulness deliberately for 15 minutes that absolutely is going to feel weird and it'll feel weird for a while like you know you can do it every day for months and it still feels weird and some people find that eventually they it just clicks for them and they're like oh yes this works other people maybe don't have that click so but you're not going to know that straight away so you have to really give it a go and then the other kind of mindfulness which I kind of like more is just trying to be mindful in everyday life so in one of the previous podcasts I was talking about mindful eating and how you can enjoy chocolate more by mindfully eating because so often we just scram the entire chocolate bar down and we don't even realize you know we're just trying to feed our sugar fix we don't experience it and there's so much in life where if we can ground ourselves in the present moment and actually enjoy what we're doing then we can make ourselves a lot happier and reduce our worrying and stop our minds wandering to the future where all the worrying happens both of those mindful approaches are worth giving a go and seeing what works for you suggestion number five is medication again divided opinion but there's a lot of good evidence that medication can work um i i, I guess if you're okay with medication then I'm, I'm not really pitching this to you because you're already kind of sold and you already go try it so I, I'm going to deliberately talk to the people who are maybe not so pro medication and I would totally say give it a go because if it can make you feel better than you're feeling now then that's a, a good thing right and it's not like you're committing to a life on medication you can try it you can see what happens you can come off it it's not a, not a problem like you can't just come off it straight away but you can you know speak to your doctor and say i i just don't don't want to be on this medication let's phase it out and that's totally fine you're in control but if it does work for you then you're going to feel better and that's great right and maybe it's the case that you try the medication for a bit and that allows you to do things like go back to other forms of therapy or make other changes in your life that reduce your anxiety and it's kind of a bridging to full treatment or maybe it's a longer term thing as well and you just find it provides a lot of benefit whichever then you know it's it's worth giving a go right the doctors prescribe these things because they think that the benefits it brings is better than the side effects and there will be some side effects but you're getting more of a benefit there right so i think it's worth giving a go finally suggestion five is lifestyle and i'm i'm quite big on using lifestyle to manage anxiety i think it's really good because 
it's a fun thing to do right it, it it's not it's not like going going to therapy is is emotionally difficult right you've got to go to the therapist's office and be uncomfortable for an hour every week lifestyle can be uncomfortable obviously when you're exercising and not eating at mcdonald's every day but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that you know equal up there with all the other routes for sorting out anxiety things like exercise diet sleep relaxation family relationships all this stuff massively helps and i talk all about this in like the last third of technical anxiety that there's so much evidence now to suggest that these things can produce amazing results in the long term because one of the problems with say therapy is that therapy can be incredibly effective but you might find you need a top-up and so really what we want is something that we can just take on and continue for our entire lives and perhaps doing a lot of therapy is one way we could tackle that but also if we can engineer our lives to be more anxiety friendly and make lifestyle changes can last a lifestyle if we set them up properly as habits then that can do a lot of benefit for anxiety as well and i wouldn't say it's an easy thing because it's committing to you know, forever basically a, a whole life of, of living a bit cleaner but the benefits that come with that are equal as well so that's my six suggestions for if you tried CBT and you haven't got the results you want, consider one, cancelling, two, giving CBT a second chance, three, acceptance, being a bit kinder to yourself, four, mindfulness, taking a mindful approach to life, maybe doing some mindful meditation, five, medication, and six, using positive lifestyle changes which are shown to reduce your anxiety pick one of them pick any of them if that doesn't work just keep trying things because a lot of controlling anxiety is and reducing it is trial and error give it a go see how you get on give it a give it a fair trial and even if it doesn't work for you there are more things you can do so just just keep on going 